Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast, an exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's great. I, I mean, honestly, I love your hello, hello. Because I, I don't know what to say until you say hello, hello. And I'm like, am I allowed to talk? You guys were both looking at me when right when I was supposed to say hello, hello. we're so used to I you know, saying hello, hello. <laughs> it's become a habit. I love it. We, oh. You're our leader. Oh. So what episode, ladies, are we 16. on today? Episode 16. Woo-hoo. All we, right. So we just started chapter three in the last episode. So Priya, if you can help us with a recap. I got you. So basically, Lord Krishna was telling Arjuna not to become a pretender. And basically he was saying, you know, you got to be real about where you are in life and what your position is and what your job is supposed to be. He's saying, um, you have to do your duties. And because you're a chatria, like that means fighting, right? Yeah. And so they're talking about like being true to yourself, following the principles, doing karma yoga, right? So like doing your job, like your temporary job in this, you know, we said 90 years of an accountant, right? Like you just got to do what you got to do. And in that process, Krishna will guide you to however you're supposed to serve him. So right? whether you're a soldier or accountant or a circus clown, just do your job. Do your job. Yeah. And that is one way to practice Krishna consciousness, especially if we kind of connected to Krishna, right? So yes. everything can be connected to Krishna. Right. And it'll really help remove your ego if you see yourself as an instrument of Krishna and you're just like, okay, Krishna, I'm here doing my karma yoga, my duty. Now guide me. The rest is in your hands. Yeah. So oh, basically we're just learning about karma yoga this this chapter. Love and that. so should we go Invocation please, let oh, us yes. shalakaya <laughs> <laughs> Shakshurun militam yena, das my shri guruve namaha. Translation. I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances onto him. All right. So we are on chapter number three, text number eight. Can Take I it just away. say, I yeah. love the translation, Shama. Every time you read it, I think I mentioned it once, I picture just in the darkest of nights, this one little lonely path and someone with a torch of light. Mm. You're your spiritual master in the front with the torch of light yeah. and you're just kind of following behind, being bewildered by what's around. But I know that if I keep looking forwards, I'm going to be guided. And so I, I want to say that like it's ignorance is like a big word. Sometimes I think about it, but it's like we're all kind of ignorant. Like we're all just like come into this world not knowing anything, we're still right? So much. So right. It's, not, it's not a negative connotation. It's right. like we're just trying to learn, and we're learning from someone who who's who knows right. what's going on. You right. know what I mean? Mm. So I love that you love the translation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. So chapter three, text number eight. Take it away. Perform your prescribed duty. For doing so is better than not working. One cannot even maintain one's physical body without work. Okay, so this is Krishna mm. talking, right? Krishna yeah. saying this to Arjuna. Okay. So yes, he's saying yes. perf- perform your duty. So exactly what you meant in the mm-hmm. in the recap, right? Whatever it is that you're an accountant or you are a TikTok star, that's your if that's your job, <laughs> that's your job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, go. And so basically, like, you have to be working. Like, nobody can not do anything in this life, right? You can't even, it says, one cannot even maintain one's physical body. Imagine you just sit there and you don't do anything. Your body will deteriorate, right? Yeah, I was going to say, you can try. It, it won't try. be great for you. Nope. Um, right. We're not meant to be sedentary. We're not meant to be doing nothing. We're yes. supposed to be actively doing something. And what's the best thing that we can do? We can do our duty. We can do our job. We can find Krishna. 
which yeah. is, you know, if you've made it to this podcast, you're kind of already on the way. Yeah, that's the ultimate job. Right. Mm-hmm. And it says how there are many pseudo meditators bringing it back to what he, we had previously talked about, that just for a show, pretend that they've made great advancement. So Krishna's saying he doesn't want Arjuna to become a pretender. He's saying better do your duties. You're a satria. You need to fight. Arjuna was a householder, a military general. So he had to remain doing his duties within karma yoga because those activities will gradually cleanse his heart and free it from contamination. Mm. Very nice. Love that. Anything else on text number eight? Nope. All right, Okay. Work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. Otherwise, work causes bondage in this material world. Therefore, O son of Kunti, perform your prescribed duties for his, capital H, his satisfaction. And in that way, you will always remain free from bondage. Okay, so I want to clarify bondage, okay? Because bondage <laughs> is, has a lot of connotations here, right? But it means like being bound to your, like being bound to this material world, being like stuck in the rat race, stuck in yes. the cycle, right? So, Different kind of bondage. Okay. Being, being bound to having to have one life and another life and another life, right? Yes, it's interesting. Even within the word itself, karma, yoga, karma meaning like action. For every action we do is going to cause a positive or negative reaction. Like Sir Isaac Newton's law for every action, there's a positive and equal reaction. So when there's action, there's going to be karma automatically. So through serving and following Krishna consciousness, we're trying to perform action that doesn't receive good or bad karma because we just don't want to come back. Yeah. And so this is introducing the idea of work done as sacrifice for Krishna or Vishnu. So, so word, Vishnu, yeah. When you say Vishnu, is that another form of Krishna? Like, what do you mean by Vishnu? It's another name. Another name of Krishna. Yeah. Okay, sorry, continue. No, you're good. Um, so I was just going to introduce the idea of sacrifice because this is something that we're going to see a lot. The the Sanskrit word for it is yagya, right? We're seeing yagya, we're seeing sacrifice. It's going to come up a lot. So um, I looked up sacrifice and sacrifice means an act of giving up something of value for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. Ooh, okay. So it's saying we should do work. It, they're saying work done as sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. So like you mm. should sacrifice something of value for something greater, right? Something of value for Vishnu will give you something greater. Otherwise, it's binding, binding us to this world. Right. Right. Otherwise, anything that we do, right? right so, like, let's say, what's a, what's an example of that? You had some, like, a couple examples of sacrifice, right? Because, like, if we break down, like, what does that mean, yeah. right? Yeah, I did. I do have examples of sacrifice. I was wondering if sacrifice to Krishna, but we can maybe bring uh, that up okay, later. Gotcha. So, examples of sacrifice that I thought of were like working out after a hard day of work, right? Mm, yep. Like, working out will lead to a greater reward rather than just staying at home, but you had a difficult day, right? So it is a sacrifice to do something yeah. like that. Or giving mm-hmm. up your seat in a bus for a pregnant person or an Definitely elderly. Definitely a sacrifice. That's yeah. a sacrifice, yeah. right? But yeah. like, but it gives you some better. satisfaction, like you're yeah. helping someone or offering your food before eating or, or saying grace, whatever it is that you do, right? It's right. a sacrifice because sometimes, and I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I cook when I'm already hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my God, oh my God, I got to be grateful for the the grains that came into and the, the vegetables. And like, I have to be grateful <laughs> and I have to offer it to Christian, but I'm so hungry. And, I, and and so you're putting yourself second, right? You're saying like, yes. okay, let me be grateful first. Let me do that first. And that will give you a much greater right. reward than if you just 
you know, took for granted yeah. that process. So sacrifice so, right. actually means to put yourself second, right? Put something you know, greater as the first position. Because okay. you get a bigger reward at the end of the day, yeah, right? right? Yep. But we're not doing it for the reward. But uh-huh. Krishna's saying, I got you. Right. right? Like it's, it's going to be like, yeah, if you do it as service, we know he's going to really, like, like the mother who's so endeared by the child that just selflessly wants to, whatever, clean the kitchen to help her out. And she's going to be like, oh my gosh, because he did that not expecting anything. I want to yeah. give even more. But I was going to say, Priya, I love what you're saying because essentially it ties back to the concept of karma yoga because someone can be doing the same action as someone else but one can be materialistic and another can be karma yoga and they can be the exact same thing like mm. your example of the accountant for 90 years also that sounds horrible but <laughs> <laughs> but you could have two accountants one is just thinking i'm doing this for myself i want to make big bucks whatever it's all in the consciousness the other accountant can totally be offering it as a service krishna i'm your instrument now guide me i'm just going to do my duty and i'm not going to take it as me not egotistically and he is in the karma yoga consciousness mm. it's his service but on the outside they're doing the same thing it's fascinating yeah that's a really good point um and the perpetrator also says any other work done in this material world will be co- will be a cause of bondage for mm-hmm. good for both good and evil work have their reactions and any reactions binds the performer um so one has to work in krishna consciousness to satisfy krishna while performing such activities one is in a liberated stage in the beginning, this process requires very expert guidance. So a devotee of Krishna under the direction of, an, of the Lord himself has nothing to lose, right? So like the idea is it is hard to make sacrifices, but um, doing so removes any like added, I don't know if like, I don't know how we can visualize this, right? So like any, everything we do kind of creates a string that keeps us tied to this world. Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe how we can visualize bondage. So like saying like, I'm going to work so I can make more money. Oh, that's one string that's going up, right? Like everything that we do is creating this sort of binding, right? So like when we put Krishna in this process, we're no longer creating these the strings, the strings that that are tying us. Oh, I love that. Right. Well said. That's what I picture. Nice analogy. Yeah. Yeah, when you know, if you think about it, Krishna kind of teaches us that we are, like you said, created to offer sacrifice, whether it's to God, to our senses, to our children, to our boss. The creator builds Mm -hmm. it so deep in our nature as creatures to be creatures of wanting to give something to others or to ourselves or our senses. So might as well do it for Krishna. You know, it's interesting. It's so much a part of our nature that even people who, whatever, might hear this sacred text and dismiss it, or they might shun celestial rituals, performances of yagna. Nonetheless, these very people, they pay taxes, they do bribes to higher political powers. We ritually honor superiors in the military, work, government, athletic fields. So people sacrifice so much time, energy, money, our lives for whatever they see as a higher power, yeah. right? It's, it's, we, we, as human beings, we have a rational way to negotiate and navigate higher power. So why not do it for something that's going to liberate you that's, from this world? That's have you guys heard of, um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Yeah. Yes, right? So you guys, there's different stages, right? That humans need to go through. And the first thing that we all need is the basic things like mm. shelter, food, water, safety, right? And then it goes higher and higher and higher. And do you guys know what the, the top stage is called? self-actualization right which means this need to sacrifice for others this need to serve others because that is the only thing that will bring us ultimate happiness at the end of the day it's like Mm. once we get once we have all of our needs met and everything is dandy 
um, you know, there's CEOs that are depressed because they have all of this stuff, but they're not using what they have in some sort of service or some sort of sacrifice. Mm. And that's what the goal of life is. That's so good. Yeah. I have like a random thought and it's like more of a basic thought, but the idea, like think about back, back, back in the day before we even used money. Like how did people do things? It was a trade, right? Like I have this apple or like a bunch of apples and they're great, but I want something greater. (laughs) Give me some apples for my goats. There you go. Like it was a trade. It was a sacrifice. So I I have to get rid of this so that I can gain something else. And like that principle has always been in our lives. Like ever, always. Bartering, yeah. We do it now. Like we, Mm -hmm. we pay someone money to maybe... Um, bring us delivery food or I don't we know. Venmo, well, now we Venmo them instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like there's there's always this sort of bartering, like trading situation. And so in this case, it's always a little bit of a sacrifice, right? Because you're giving something up, right? Yeah. I'm giving up uh, $10 so that I can receive uh, grocery deliveries to my home, whatever it might be, right? Like all of these, it's always some sort of sacrifice. So here it's saying like, well, this, there's this sacrifice that you can do for God, for Krishna, that will actually be the best kind of sacrifice that you can make. The one that's going to give you the most rewarding satisfaction. Um, And so I think that that's what I was picturing. But yeah. No, I love that. That's Mm. great. Anything else on text number nine? Nope. Text Mm -hmm. 10 now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In the beginning of creation, the Lord of all creatures sent forth generations of men and demigods, along with sacrifices for Vishnu. And bless them by saying, be thou happy by this yagya, sacrifice, because its performance will bestow upon you everything desirable for living happily and achieving liberation. Okay, Ooh. there's so many, so many parts. Oh my God. We what need to is, break this down. What is happening? <laughs> okay, so let's remember what the, in the beginning of creation, the Lord of all creatures set forth generations of men and demigods. So demigods, what, what do we say? They're like... The, the other, the, when I went to the <sighs> temple when I was a kid, there were like all the other deities, like, yeah. like for secretaries, instance, the secretaries, vice right? presidents. So, I was in Canada and someone explained this to me, right? So if Krishna is like the Justin Trudeau prime minister, right? <laughs> right. He's like this good looking, beautiful Canadian man. I mean, okay, sorry. I got, I derailed for a second. <laughs> stay on but like, stay on so, so Krishna is prime minister, right? And then Krishna has a minister of finance and wealth who is Lakshmi right and so that's the goddess Lakshmi and then he also has a minister of finding a good husband that (laughs) might be Ganesh I'm like or removing obstacles to find a good husband that is Lord Ganesh right and so those are what they mean by of weather Indra Indra, right Lord Mm -hmm. Indra is the minister of weather the minister of wind Vayu Vayu Mm -hmm. and there's a minister oh when we go surfing Priya who do we pray to when we first touch the water the minister of the ocean Va- uh, Varuna, Varuna there. <laughs> yeah, they're like, right. they're like, yeah. Yeah. we yes. also do that for the sign yes, out. But yes, you know yes. what I mean? So, so when they say demigods, it's all these different gods that are in charge of different, like the cosmic departments. Managers. Yes, departments. Yeah. The cosmic managers, right? Oh, I like that cosmic managers. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay, so back to the verse. So in the beginning um, of yeah, sorry again. No, 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 I was just gonna say like well, you were about to read it, so it's good. But it says also uh, the Lord uh, sent forth generations of men and demigods i just thought that was really cool generations that's not like one man and a woman and i don't know if i've ever really thought about it but like you know the biblical sense it was like one man and one woman and then the world was Mm -hmm. created from there but here he's saying generations of men 
I just think that's a cool thought. Yeah, it also reminds me a little bit like Noah's Ark a little bit. He's like sent two goats and two mosquitoes (laughs) on this raft. He he sent, uh, okay, never mind. I'm not going (laughs) to make it. I was going to be like, did he send two Hispanics and two Indians? Yeah, I know, right? I'm just kidding. like two of everyone, right? So it talks about in the beginning of creation, the Lord of all creatures, Krishna, sent forth generations of men and demigods along with their sacrifices for Vishnu or Krishna. And he blessed them by saying, be thou happy with this. So be happy with this sacrifice because doing it will get you everything that you want. All of mm. the happiness in the world. And liberation. And liberation. That's, yeah, it's so interesting that like the very universe that binds us by these laws of karma also offers us a path to freedom or kind of like a loophole through the form of Ooh, I love loopholes. <laughs> I know <laughs> you do. I, I love you do, Shama. Yeah. <laughs> so yagyas. So they're saying yagyas are the thing. Sacrifices are the thing. This is like the loophole on how to have happiness and liberation. Essentially, that's what this verse is saying is that like mm. sacrifice is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. And even more than wanting kind of happiness, it almost goes like in a hierarchy because typically one seeks divine favor or does yagyas to kind of ensure happiness, safety, prosperity, enlightenment for ourselves, for others, for our family. But it's very rare on rare occasion that a devoted spiritualist, a seeker, seeks a divine being's pleasure as an end in itself. So it's like really rare that we think of God and the happiness of God, right? Just in and of itself as the end goal yeah and it's and it's true right like we come into this world and we're like pleasure seeking humans right, right. We like we like cry and we want milk we like we cry and we want to get wiped you know we, we cry and we do all these things like we're trying to seek the, like we're it's not in our like first and foremost thoughts to think about god and god right. and what god wants and you typically know? when you pray what do you please god give me this give me that please krishna help me with my health it's like me 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 so mm-hmm. the whole point of karma yoga and the point even of yagyas is to step out of our me egotistical mentality and try to think of something beyond and greater than ourselves and and settle into that service mentality. Like we said, if not, if you don't serve God, you're going to serve your senses or someone. If you don't do yagyas for God, you're going to give yagyas or sacrifices for higher powers, for taxes, for the government. The government yeah. So yagyas mm-hmm. or offerings are a universal impulse. It's a need and an inspiration for people everywhere to serve something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. There's also this uh, in the... Purport, there's this part that says the Lord created this material world to enable the conditioned souls to learn how to perform yagyas or sacrifices mm-hmm. for the satisfaction of Vishnu. So that while in the material world, they can live very comfortably without anxiety. And after finishing the present material body, they can enter into the kingdom of God. Ooh, I love that. I really like that. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. Can I just say something? Yeah, of so course. They're, like We all know that the most prevalent mental health (laughs) crisis is upon us right now, right? Everyone has some sort of, you know, depression or anxiety. And the fact that they mention anxiety in this poor part, right? It's just that if we don't do these sacrifices to something higher than ourselves, we are going to be plagued with this anxiety. And I just think it's, I think it's, it fits so much because how many of us in the world are actually living for the fulfillment of, of God's happiness, right? And so 
what what's what's the end product anxiety and depression for the masses yeah i also really love that they're saying like if you perform yagyas you'll be free from anxiety and you can like just continue living your life here trying to do your like karma yoga like doing your duties and then you can go back to godhead right so yes. like doing these sacrifices are so important right and so an important part of just being you know this is like an interesting thought um a lot of people want to be happy yeah. Mm-hmm. But like being happy is like something that is fleeting, right? Like it comes and goes yeah. and it's all the way. But another thing that like uh, the, the thing that actually I think most of us really want is peace. Yes. Right? 100%. And I think anxiety is exactly the opposite of that. And yeah. so knowing that these yagyas like are there to help us mitigate or like not give us anxiety to like help that. That's huge. I mean, yeah. I have anxiety sometimes. I mm-hmm. like I'm actually learning about anxiety right now. And like it's just just overthinking can be anxiety, you know, Uh, it can manifest in you being like really impatient Mm. because you're like, what if it doesn't work? Or what if like Mm. all these, like this energy that just like, it's exhausting to be in this. So just the thought that by making sacrifices for Krishna, we can get rid of that. That's like such a cool Mm. like thought process for me. I I put a heart next to it. And even, even, no, I love that. And even like sacrificing our anxiety, right? Mm. It's like talking to Krishna about our problems or what we're dealing with and saying, okay, this is what's going on in my life, but I have faith that you're going to handle it. And just kind of throwing your hands up and saying, okay, I surrender now. Like there's only so much that I can do. There's only so much that I'm in control of. So now it's on you. And just having that conversation, I, I, for me, I just feel 10 times better afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. How beautiful connecting it to the concept of something like anxiety that everyone feels in this world Uh and thinking that there is someone up there, Krishna, who has got my back and is in my heart so deeply that if I just kind of try to turn towards him, He's going to take care of everything for so much as a little offering of a flower or a little dance or a song for him for something as simple as that. Right. And it takes faith, right? I mean, it takes faith. If you, if you told me this maybe 10 years ago, I'd be like, okay, great. Like, but like, actually though, this is helpful. It's kind of like a don't knock until you try a type of attitude, right? right? It's like, do the case study on yourself. Take the steps, do the, do the formula, read and practice it and then see what you feel. Well, I got to say when I was reading this originally, I was thinking like, well, what kind of sacrifices? Yeah. Right. So that, that's Mm -hmm. another part. Cause you can be like, okay, I could believe that that's true, but like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Right. So I think like there's, um, if you guys can think of any chanting the names of God and like in a meditation practice, like doing Japa is a sacrifice. You have to spend two hours of your day. Not necessarily. If you're starting, you can be spending, you know, 10 minutes, 10, 30 minutes, whatever it might be, but it's still taking your time to do that thing. Right. And so Mm -hmm. like offering um, your food before you eat, like like we said, we might be really hungry. Um, There's so many ways, small ways in which we can make sacrifices for Krishna, but it is sometimes really hard to do this, right? Like sometimes, oh, waking up early so that I can go to the temple and see Krishna, that's a sacrifice. And that could be really, really hard. So it says other yagyas prescribed in the Vedic literatures are not easy to perform in this age of Kali. Yeah. But Sankirtan Yagya is easy and sublime for all purposes. What is Sankirtan Yagya? I know. <laughs> I was like, so like if it's if it's overwhelming thought process to think about, oh, what are all the sacrifices I can make? Or like, oh, this is too hard. I don't know if I have the time. I don't know. Sankirtan Yagya is just chanting the names of Krishna, the Mahamantra. You guys know the Mahamantra? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Woo! So just chanting the Mahamantra 
and and sharing that maha mantra with others right like yeah. you often think of sankirtan as like going out in the streets and chanting so others can hear right but you could also do it in your home just a congregation of people singing the names of krishna and like that's such an easy sacrifice so simple you know mm. chanting already makes you happy mm-hmm. right like mm. at least that's what i've experienced it can make me feel really happy or at peace with myself so Imagine doing it in a room full of people who also want to experience this. So yeah. just sharing that is one easy way uh, to perform sacrifice, to perform a yagya. Mm. I love that. I think Beautiful. we nailed this one. Anything else, guys? Nope. All Text right. 11, right? Yes. The demigods being pleased by sacrifices will also please you. And thus by cooperation between men and demigods, prosperity will reign for all. Mm. Well, so it's kind of like mm. this notion. It's like, and and my mom used to do this. She like, it's like when we didn't know about Krishna or anything, we would go to the temple, and it's like if we were low on money, we would pray to Goddess Lakshmi, mm. right? It's like okay, Lakshmi, like I, this is this is my offering to you, and then usually like our financial situation would be okay. Like it's kind of like making a wish in a fountain a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like praying to these specific demigods for certain things, right? We yeah. do it mm. for crops, right? There's there's so many people in villages in India that pray to certain gods, like the weather god, like Lord Indra, to pray for rain, right, Right. for their crops. And so this is what we're talking about with like sacrifices and demigods. A quick just recap of where we're at. In text 10 to 13, where we're about to be, Krishna's basically simply stating that people must make offerings to these cosmic managers, the devas, the gods, who then supply all human needs. And with this bounty, humans then make further offerings that bring renewed bounty. And that'll be elaborated in text 14 to 15. So that's kind of an overview in case you get lost of where we are at. And thus a cycle is kind of made to turn this cycle of receiving and giving back. Yeah, it says the demigods are empowered administrators of material affairs. They supply air, light, water, and all other benedictions for maintaining the body and soul of every living entity entrusted to the demigods who are assistants in different, oh, well, it's just assistants in different parts of the body of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They're just saying like one acts like the arm or the leg or like just kind of like helping they help Krishna take care of us. All the demigods are different body parts of Krishna. Yeah. So it all of the sacrifices end up going to Krishna. Anyways. Exactly. Love yeah. That. That's actually what it says. Actually, like two tech, two lines later, it says. Love that. Um. We'll find it. And I want to say a quick thing under this concept of giving and receiving, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, most people today, even though they accept it as a general principle of reciprocity, it's hard maybe to believe in this concept of gods. They might think is Krishna's talk of gods a bit of like ancient mix of myth mixed into an otherwise enlightened text or like, should we sanitize this talk of gods with like symbolic interpretations? But I think the real reason for yagyas is to really I don't know, help show those who are seeking to grab this world as mine. This is mine and I can take it for what I want with no regard of its source or its proprietor. It's trying to teach them that there's something beyond that. And by offering back to God's agents or these demigods who rule the very world we seek to enjoy, one is able to awaken our higher ethical nature. Yeah. And so uh, I found the text that says some of the yagyas or sacrifices are meant to satisfy particular demigods. But even in doing so, Lord Krishna, Lord Vishnu is worshipped in all yagyas as the main beneficiary. So like because Mm -hmm. ultimately 
they're just his VPs, yep. <laughs> managers, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, he gets the benefit of that sacrifice that we're making to the demigods as well. Right. Okay. Going back to the Justin Trudeau example, if somebody is praising the Minister of Finance in Canada, Justin Trudeau like literally gets the, the front page of like, hey, Justin Trudeau did this. So, so <laughs> it just comes back to Krishna at the end of the day, essentially. Yeah. Okay, text number 12. Okay. Actually, can we go back a second? Yeah. I'm going to say, uh, read this part. It says, by performance of yagyas, one's edibles become sanctified. By eating sanctified foodstuffs, foodstuffs. <laughs> by eating sanctified food, one's very existence becomes purified. And by the purification of our existence, finer tissue in the memory becomes sanctified. And when our memory is sanctified, one can think of the path of liberation. And all of these combined together lead to Krishna consciousness and the great necessity of present day society. Okay, when, some, when Priya says edibles, it's not like, like <laughs> edibles, edibles. It's food. It's food. It means food. <laughs> I just had to make Clarify. that very clear. We do shoot yeah. this in California. It's kind of so. like a nice breakdown of how one thing will lead to another, to another, to another, all the way back to developing a higher consciousness. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So by offering your food, you make it purified. By eating the purified food, your body becomes purified. By your, the, your body being purified, your mind becomes purified. By your mind being purified, then you can uh, actually clearly think of liberation. And then that kind of leads you to Krishna. Love that. So, but it mm -hmm. starts with that initial sacrifice of offering food. So simple. Yeah. It's basically saying grace, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Text 12. Okay. Text 12. In charge of the various necessities of life, the demigods, being satisfied by the performances of yagyas or sacrifice, will supply all necessities to you. But he who enjoys such gifts without offering them to the demigods in return is certainly a thief. Ooh, oh. I like this. I, th I think this is all about, this verse is all about gratitude, right? Yeah. <laughs> Say you go to a particular demigod and you pray for money or whatnot, and then you get that money and then you're like, ha ha, got it. Like, that's not good, right? You <laughs> right. should be grateful and thankful that these gifts were given to you. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. no. That's exactly it. It's interesting because it says like, Okay, in the purport, it's about to dive into the Gita presents kind of like a sweeping hierarchy of offerings ranging from dark and demonic to divine and liberating, kind of saying for those who are in the mode of goodness, for example, transcendental worship of Vishnu is recommended. But ultimately, all yagyas are meant for the gradual promotion to the transcendental position. So although Krishna urges us to the, transcend this world by spiritual yagya, he also explains the worldly yagyas to help the reader become a good comparison shopper, so to speak. Like, oh, if I want to stay entrapped in this material world, I can take this yagya or this one or that one. He gives us options. We can be comparison shoppers, but we know we that we want be, right? to. No, no. Oh, okay. We want to get out. We want to transcend. Got it. <laughs> Don't be comparison. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, and, and on the side of gratitude, it says, um, all necessity of, necessities of life are supplied by the demigods, agents of the Lord. Grains, fruits, vegetables, mix, milk, and sugar, um, none of these can be manufactured by men, right? So, like, gratitude is understanding that we don't create these things. Mm -hmm. It right? goes back to the the... Was it the apple pie example that our producer mentioned, right? Oh, you have great memory. What yeah. apple pie? It's like, he was like, it's like, oh, you made this beautiful apple pie, but you, you weren't in charge of like the grains that made the flour. Mm. You weren't in charge of growing the apple right from the, from the roots of the tree. Like that is stuff that is like 
comes from God. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And the same thing for like heat, light, water, air. Like we cannot make these. Yeah. These are existing mm. elements that the demigods take care of yep. and that we use. And so the being grateful is such a prevalent and important part, right? Mm-hmm. It says even for our manufacturing enterprises, we require so many raw materials like metal, sulfur, mercury, magnesium. Magnesium? No, it doesn't say magnesium. It's like mag- I don't magnes- know where you're at. Magnes- it's in the... Manganese. Manganese. No. <laughs> I don't know. Manganese. Thank nice. you. Thank nice. you, Lord. I'm such a producer. And so many essentials. So like we just have to remember... Yeah, in life that we can't just simply take supplies and not yeah. be grateful. Yeah, and it's kind of a beautiful like mood to be in too, right? Like Priya and I, when we go surfing, it's like we we offer our gratitude mm. for to the sun god Surya Dev for being out. We offer our gratitude to the 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 god of the god of water, right? And so like it's kind of also makes us feel happy too. You know, it's like being mm-hmm. thankful is like one of the quickest ways to be happy. Yeah, and I like that here towards the end of the purport. There's a sense of consistency going on because it's not like I'm going to be so holy in the church, in the temple, and then go and just indulge and overeat. It's kind of like, okay, our life is so dependent from these supplies from the Lord and all of which are supplied by the agents of the Lord with the purpose that we need to make proper use of them to keep ourselves, for example, fit and healthy for the purpose of self-realization to get to the ultimate goal of life. So it's kind of like there's going to be consistency in my life because I'm eating to nourish my body, which is the temple of God, where I can develop a Krishna conscious mentality so I can get out of this world. So I can also preach Mm. Krishna consciousness. So I can, everything starts lining up. There will be no aspect of my life that's out of this whole. It's a holistic view of spirituality permeating every aspect of your life. Good word. Permeating. (laughs) And to tie it back to the text, the last sentence was to say, uh, he who enjoys these gifts without offering them to the demigods in return is certainly a thief and i think like we can think of it as like people who are not giving the gratitude for these things right like the food or whatever whatever we're creating another line Mm. because we're creating a line of that bondage of like i just take i'm a thief and i don't appreciate who Mm. i'm getting it from right like if i ask you hey can i please have this you're like sure no problem there's no attachment there you know you've given it to me but if i just take it from you now i've created some bad bad karma between us Uh right because i didn't ask so this is kind of why it's saying thief because you're like taking the resources that the demigods Mm. are giving you you're taking from the world and you're not really appreciating being, being grateful for yeah. being thankful for it right and yeah. so like that's another line that works so right. interesting right yeah it's so interesting because also oh wow in a way it hit me with this feeling of sadness priya when i was visualizing what you were saying so all these lines are being tossed up lines of bondage but in a way it's so sad to think we've forgotten then what is the point? What is the purpose of our whole mm-hmm. life? Why have we come here? And it's almost like we've forgotten a long lost love who's just sitting in our heart, waiting for us mm-hmm. to turn towards him and be like, I'm ready. I want to go back to you. Not yet. Not yet. That's not what I'm saying. But like eventually <laughs> down the line, you know, after yeah. doing some service, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like you're a puppet on a string, right? You yeah. cannot move because you're tied to these things. You can't move fur- further in your, in your love for, for Krishna or like get, getting yeah. like spiritually more advanced right. because you're, you're tied down. So we you're need like to puppet. take the scissor of karma yoga and start cutting at snip, these strings. Snip. 
<laughs> yeah. And start giving in gratitude and acknowledging, wow, there's a whole creation that goes beyond me. It's interesting. It says a society of thieves can never be happy because they have no aim in life. What is yeah. the point? That's We're going true. in circles, just spinning our heads. I mean, there's this concept of chewing the chewed, right? That material life is just like chewing the chewed, which comes from in India, they chew the sugar cane, which yeah. at some point runs out of sugar, but they keep chewing it just to keep chewing something, even though it has no flavor, no taste. Mm. And when you start snipping at these strings of bondage, you realize, whoa, something starts changing, something shifting. And then you realize how exciting and ever fresh and ever changing spiritual life is because it always goes deeper and deeper. There's not a wall you hit. Love that. Yeah. Anything, Eric, ex, anything else for anything text, text, block. <laughs> text 13, Priya, take us away. The devotee of the Lord... The devotees of the Lord are released from all kinds of sins because they eat food which is offered first for sacrifice. Others who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment very verily eat only sin. Okay, so mm. this is what you were talking about, right? So yeah. when I am hungry and I like put all we like let's talk about what we did today, right? It's like we got hot dogs, we got vegan hot dog buns, and we got <laughs> some some bond meat, we got some cilantro, we got some cucumbers, we put it all together, right? Mm -hmm. And we made this meal and it's according to this verse, those who we have to offer that first, right? Yeah. Like it's like offering our food. It's kind mm -hmm. of like saying grace and saying like and it and to be honest, it could be whatever you want it to be there are different mantras for it but i like to have like a, a personal private mantra that essentially just thanks krishna for this meal that's in front of me right mm -hmm. yeah. and it's like it's very much akin to christianity saying grace mm -hmm. if you, you yeah i was gonna say just because you reminded me if if you're a new person and you're like well how do i offer my food there's simple ways you can do it you can just say hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare like three times with the intention that of gratefulness of like thank you lord for yeah. the the food you're putting in my plate, like the intention behind the words would be that. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, you can also say your own prayer and just put it in front of Krishna, like fold your hands and, you know, just say the words. Thank yeah. you, Krishna, for this. You know, ideally, there's there's definitely other mantras, but if you're new, like that's a simple, Krishna's only looking for your intention and your effort, right? Yeah. So yeah. Just Offered first and sacrifice, right? Like that's yeah. the first thing instead of just like gorging that entire hot dog right. myself, right? <laughs> it's like the first thing is to offer it in sacrifice. Well, and it's interesting because yeah. one might ask, well, why can't I just enjoy the fruits of my own labor, Good right? Point. And just eat it. Well, we can actually, but only after first acknowledging our bounty source. For example, offering our food, as we're saying before we eat, doesn't mean that we we just starve, but instead it means like we have through a simple little rite or prayer of recognition, respect, and gratitude, we free ourselves from the offense of taking without giving back. So by sincere offering, we escape the blindest form of egotism and the tiny prisons or these bondages to this world that we're creating through self-centeredness, just by realizing there's someone or something bigger than us in this universe that's providing for us everything. Yeah, I love that. There's a there's a kind of a random note on the purport, and it's uh, it says the devotees of the Supreme Lord <laughs> or the persons who are in Krishna consciousness are called Santas. Okay, we <laughs> <laughs> that's not how we pronounce it, but Priya gets a kicked out of it. <laughs> Guys, they're all Santas. Lord Abhijit, producer sir, can you provide the correct pronunciation? Santa. 
Beautiful. Santa Claus. I'm sorry, I heard Santa. (laughs) I don't know what you want me to say. But I I think that's really cool. And I might just be going around calling people Santa. And you know what it says? These Santas. They are all... (laughs) You're trying to sound like like Abijit? That is my my twin Abijit. We look the same. Anyway. (laughs) These Santas, they're always in love with the Lord, as is described. Because they're always in a compact love with the supreme personality of Godhead. And then they go into different names of Christian which I think are beautiful. Can I just quickly say? Yes. They say, Govinda, the giver of all pleasures, or Makunda, the giver of liberation, or Krishna, the all-attractive person. They cannot accept anything without first offering it to the, oh my God, without first offering (laughs) it to the supreme person. Therefore, such devotees always perform yagyas in different modes of devotional service. How beautiful to like a God who's just so, you're in love with him. And this call me crazy, but like, I feel like when I offer food, it like kind of tastes a little bit better. Mm. It might just be in my head. But like, I know that like if I'm eating at a restaurant that's not clean or like, or like just like kind of a stand on the side of the road, like I know it's not made into the right consciousness, right? Mm. There's this Ayurvedic thing of like, whatever the cook's consciousness is while they make it, um, that goes into the food, right? So you can be at a five-star Michelin restaurant, like the one of the best ones in the world. Yep. But if the consciousness of the cook that is making that food is not good, it will not taste good, right? And so basically it's like, if you're making this food with the intention of giving it to Krishna first, your intention is love. And that love seeps into that food. It's mm. kind of like when your mom or your parent or someone that you love, like is making a meal for you, Right. And you know how much love and purity and devotion and compassion that they've put into us because they love you, right? And you can feel the difference when you eat that, right? So going back to this verse, it's like when you offer these things in the mood of love and you you actually make these things and make these meals in the mood of love and then you offer it in love, you actually feel that consciousness Mm. when you eat it as well. I love that, Shama. I didn't know that was an Ayurvedic principle. I thought that was a regular like Krishna conscious principle because I've always been told is that yeah. like if you do if you cook in the mode of goodness it's like better if you cook in the mode of passion like how you cook and the what mode yes. you're in affects how the food well. comes out i didn't know that was also yeah. really mm. that's really cool and Love you that. know if this entire thing we've been reading and this whole talk of yagyas has felt confusing or overwhelming it's basically about that drama what you're talking about love it's to develop transcendental love of god of krishna to just learn to give back thank you before we do something before we just indulge for ourselves it's all really a path of love of coming closer to our creator yeah Yeah. and finding ways to be grateful yeah finding ways to give a little to receive a bunch more, yeah. take a little sacrifice. And if you still don't know what kind of sacrifices to make, it says right here, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, Archanam, right? And so these are different ways that you can actually do services too, by listening, by doing Kirtan, by um, learning, and by doing, like offering a flower to Krishna, like mm-hmm. these kinds of small services, right? Like hearing stories about him and learning intellectually by and singing with a group. Like all these things are like sacrifices that you can be right. making. You said it there. I was going to say, and what is kirtan, Priya? If we yeah. don't know, kirtan <laughs> is like singing with the group, musical meditation. Like kirtan, right? right? Yep. Chanting Krishna's names together in union. Love that. Yeah. All right. all right. So that wraps up text number 13 of chapter three. We will start our next episode with text number 14 of chapter three. Thanks all for right. listening. Tune back in to hear more about Karma Yoga. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.
Hello, beautiful souls. If you like what you're hearing, please follow us on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast. And if you love what you're hearing, please make sure to share a link to our podcast at Modern Yogi Podcast with all your friends, families, and long lost cousins. And if you have any questions at all, send us a DM on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you. Thank you for listening to The, the Modern, Modern Yogi. Yogi.